This episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood, California. It's the auditorium, ODD. Guys, why don't I hear the warp engines? Everything's awry. Let me just see if I can fire them up a little bit. Oh, there we go. You hear that hum? That hum lets you know you're in our version of space. And in our version of space, you can buy one, get one to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium after 5.30 p.m. by mentioning this podcast. If you're in Hollywood and you're like, man, what am I going to do? I've already seen all the sites, stepped on all the stars on the Walk of Fame, visited all the famous graves over at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, and, well, now I want to see something else. Go to the auditorium. Tell them Matt and Andy sent you. Two for one, 5.30 p.m. and later. Buy one, get one. It's $20 for a, for a lifetime of memories. Here's the show. Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Everybody, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, the Alpha Quadrants number one podcast for talking about quadrants of space and Klingon Civil Wars. It's quadrant-o-matic. Okay. Quadratic. There we go. <laughs> I'm Andy. Uh, you sure are. I'm Matt. Uh, Andy, what's going on in the Grams right now? On the grams, I mean, you're, you're scrolling. I on the you're tweets. scrolling. Oh, I can skip ahead. Oh, the if tweets. You want me the to. tweets. Yeah. Did you want? Are me we to getting say? tweets? Uh, yeah, we are. We're, we're oh always my getting god! A lot of Does that count as a hail? Um, I mean, have I we was... ever read a tweet? Uh, yeah, on occasion we oh, read okay. a tweet. Good. Yeah, so tweeted us, people. We, most of them are to sttncpod at gmail.com But uh, well, that's where you'd hear about all the fun that we are having. What does that mean? Do you want me to tell you what I was looking at on the tweets, or you want me to save it for the hails? Well, if, if, it's, if it's a planned hail thing, then we should save it for the hails. We can't just change the order of things. Certainly true. We have a very specific order that we, <laughs> we, we, we follow to the letter every we single week. Never once. Never have we strayed. I've never played the wrong trailer. I've never forgotten to play the trailer. It's never happened. If anyone Matt, thinks it has, they're lying. Matt, what did you say? How was I supposed to tee up this thing? How Would you have them watch? Oh, don't say anything. Just, say anything. Hit the, just play hit the thing. Oh, I was supposed to wait for a silence. But then there never is a silence because right. both of us are yammerheads. Yeah. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Yeah, it's the season finale. Like <laughs> <laughs> that you were condescending even to the to the non sentient sound cue. <laughs> um, I agree. What a great one! I mean, there was some. Uh, some surprises that were destroyed for me by my co-host, but... Uh, well, look, uh, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't mean just, to do it. Uh, no, I know. It was an I know. accident. It was unintentional. Yes. 
Um, but uh, it's interesting to have you have it be an unintentional spoiler. Most people in life are unintentional spoilers. They go like, "Oh no, no, I can tell you this. This doesn't matter." And then they tell you something incredibly integral to the story construction. Well, I assume um, I think for Matt, someone Matt like just yourself, by mistake. Some, someone like yourself, Andy. I feel like every every little thing I feel like you think is somehow important. So it's all a spoiler for you. Uh, I think that there's uh, there are things that are reasonable for me to be upset about, and things that are perhaps a little bit uh, you know too strict for me to be upset I mean, about. Look, you. I remember when you got that uh, Game of Thrones spoiler at work. You were real real not happy about it. That was a massive spoiler, <laughs> and that and the thing that irritates me the most is. Uh, that the uh, the individual that that spoiled it, I had told several times, don't say anything about Game of Thrones. I haven't watched that episode, and then uh, it was spoiled. And then she defied that it was a spoiler that was that important, or that it was her fault, that it was more my fault. And Meanwhile, that's where I get angry. Andy says it was a very important spoiler. It was a very important spoiler. Anyway. I'm not going to say what it is because that's okay, not the kind of person you're not I am. The, you don't want to spoil Game of Thrones for people. I don't. A lot of people trying to catch up right now before the last episodes coming. Matt, a few weeks to... away, buddy. Oh two, yeah, that's two right. weeks, maybe one yeah. week. How many weeks? Some I don't weeks. Know. I don't, it's I been tracking. I just wait until the hype gets strong enough that I'm like, oh, it's about to happen. Fever pitch. Yeah, I'm excited though. Well, you should be. You enjoy the program. I do enjoy the program. Uh, speaking of programs, yes. What do you think about this one? What do we do now? Uh, Admiral's Club. Oh, I, I can do that. I thought you were just going to hit the door. So I was yeah. like, oh, this is slick. You never know. <laughs> I never know what I'm doing. <laughs> Good Matt, how do they get into the Admiral's Club? It's very simple, Andy. They just go on Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. And you're in. That's true. You can say anything you want. Like this. Uh, this is from Rob B. From the Willie B. Does that reference anything? I don't know. And he says, yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Now that I'm done talking about Kevin Smith's podcast. Oh, man. You got us, bro. Uh, we can move on to you guys. Mediocre at best, but still the best Star Trek pod that has Andy in it. Matt, all of this is below you. I still love to listen yeah. weekly and laugh along as you schmucks comment on my favorite franchises. Really do love it. Five stars. Well, thank you for loving it. Um, and uh, the other one is from the Captain Z, uh-huh. who says, Now I'm an admiral. Occasionally when my dog, named Indy, does something <laughs> bad, and I accidentally call him Andy. <laughs> That's it. That's like a reverse Last Crusade. We named the dog Andy. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Let's head on in, Andy, to the President's Circle. All right. Andy, it's raining on a tin roof. You know what that means. <laughs> You're really becoming a mix master. That's a holiday DJ. That's not me. That's our holiday DJ. Look, you get, they're getting everybody pumped in here. I mean, how the can you? Members of the president circle are really bopping along. There's so many layers of sound happening right now. It's stupid. Yeah. 
really coming down. Wow. Well, it's too much. <laughs> I mean, how can you just, how can you not have a good time with uh, B-52s? I forget, in Discovery, do they dance or they just get drunk? Is it a dance? I don't know. Oh, with that uh, the Harry Mudd episode, I believe it's. Uh, I think there's a uh, revelry. I believe there's dancing. No, 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 no. Anyway, uh, our first Christopher Pike, Christopher. Oh man, Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardee is Lieutenant Christopher Finagi, uh, longtime listener of the podcast, longtime uh, supporter on Patreon. Yeah, um, Egghead as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would, uh, if you would like to be selected for Christopher Pike Medal of Valor, um, all you got to do is post on our monthly subspace messages on our Patreon page uh, in the President Circle tier, um, or you can just join the Lieutenants tier. Either way, you get an escalating series of bonus podcasts. Um, which is at patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. This is from Lieutenant Christopher Finagi. I am submitting my application for the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. When I emailed on April 28th, 2018, in regard to shipping info, to send a copy of Fade In, The Making of Star Trek Insurrection, which I hope you enjoyed. Oh, yeah, I guess we received that at some point. No, I have it. Oh, you do have it? Good. Uh, My confusion led me to... Did you enjoy it? I mean, it's... Sort of everything you want from that Michael Pillar uh, brain. There you go. How do you write a Star Trek movie? Thank you so much for your generosity, uh, Lieutenant Finagi. Um, Anyway, uh, my confusion led to me posing the question, as I've given you a five-star review and previously donated money via PayPal, does that make me a president admiral, an admiral, or an admiral president? To which Andy replied, on May 2nd, 2018, hey, President Admiral President Christopher... He then made a reference to this inquiry during episode 56, The Vengeance Factor, which led to the bit, I'm the president. <laughs> I'm the president. Uh, although it turns out that I'm only four degrees separated from both of you. I graduated from the Poland Seminary High School, only seminary in name, long story, in Poland, Ohio, suburb of Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, in 2001, the director of the Poland Players Theater Club has been my mother. Since he's really winding a path here. I mean, look, I I, I guess we, he and I graduated the same year. This has been uh, my mother since the fall of 2001. A fellow alum and former said club member is Danielle Moransky. Oh, Donnie. Who we work with. Oh I work God. with on both Goldbergs and Schooled, the spinoff. For fellow listeners, she is writer on the Goldbergs. Uh, I found this out while visiting my parents in early July. I also hired her for Sidekick with Matt Myra. She was uh, right around that, too. Uh, was she the best writer on Sidekick? She's Donnie. She's always the best. Seems like a duck. Uh, I decided to put on the latest episode of the Goldbergs, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera, Highlander with my Club, parents. I'm guessing. Now the wedding singer. That's Donnie. I then had to rewind. Oh, the that scene. was Donnie. Where, oh, she was she, she was in the it? sister. She oh, was funny. She played uh, cousin Susan. Oh, I don't really watch the show, guys. You weren't. Uh, I in go the to office work for that. And I do the work then. Well, I wasn't in the room at that point. My dog and I live in a 1280 square foot, two bedroom townhouse with attached garage. That's what we ask people to do on uh, Excellent Adventure. Uh, Tell us how big their square footage is. Why is that? Because I want to know what we're dealing with as far as uh, could a baby live in their house. Interesting. (laughs) 
Anyway, he ends with Oops Podcast. Thank you for writing us, Lieutenant Finagy, and thank you for your ongoing support. Our second one is from Lieutenant Elizabeth Simpson, who says, Whenever I listen to an episode of TNC or the bonus pods, it always feels like the best nerdy sci-fi discussions I had with my friends in college. I sometimes wish I could actually be in the room with you so I could join in, but then Bo would end up jumping all over me because dogs love me. Very <laughs> cocky claim, Elizabeth. Well, Elizabeth, uh, let's see how Bo reacts if you don't bring him cheese. Uh, and then Matt would have to keep calling him to get off me, and the discussion would get entirely derailed, so I'll content myself to just listening to the car live long and prosper. Thank I you mean, so much, Lieutenant that's a That's a fun way to earn a president's uh christopher pike medal of valor um that's it for the president circle my friend well, how do you want to get into the hallway just let me know so i know what uh, uh what sound cues to expect well the holiday dj strikes again here we go andy okay well, are you just going straight out to the hallway we're leaving through the Admiral's Club? It's a great question. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I'll see. You know, I guess it doesn't matter. I am having a trouble with the clicking. What clicking, Matt? Right what do you mean? Our heels. To make <laughs> the doors open. Ooh, that was good. Andy, we're in the hallway. I didn't hear any exits playing. No, so I guess we just went right into the hallway. <laughs> we're in the hallway. Open the hails. Captain, we are being hailed. Um, the, uh, the, two thing, the two tweets, I think there might have been three, but I couldn't find the other one. And now next week, if you want to let me know, friend, so, uh, last week uh, you were sort of saying that you would put a delt on as your tattoo. Yeah. And, um, and I was referring to... Uh, to one of our uh, fans uh, who had done exactly that, and it was sort of a line drawing. I don't remember where it's from, which version. Oh, I can show it to you. <laughs> um, but it's that was uh, Ert- Ernesto Castagna. Mm-hmm. I believe Lieutenant Ernesto Castagna, if I'm, unless I'm mistaken. I believe he's a Patreon supporter. And, uh, and then uh, here is this. Where is this one from? Uh, that's just kind of like an artsy, art, art, artistical rendering of it it sort of encompasses all deltas very good and then this was uh and then uh, also lieutenant uh, vanilla thunder got one um on oh, his arm science division oh science division one there we go um so there you go i believe there might have been one more and then uh, god bless you guys you're really committed god bless us everyone um, and the other uh, hails are from our good friend Nacho Lopez Echeverria. <laughs> I think I'm somewhere in the neighborhood on that one. Um, okay, I think you guys need these three. This is the title of the thing. is more jingles. I think you guys need these three. I know Andy is asking for some specific ones, but I'm containing myself. But these three, you need them. The first two are for a very specific thing, but the third one is for you to use whenever you feel... Uh, that you said something particularly wise or silly. Um, tell Matt I love him. Thank you, uh, But that I don't have time for more right now. That's okay. Okay, here they are. Uh, uh, here's the first one. <laughs> Welcome to Andrew Secunda's School for Specific Acting. Oh. 
I like it. Yeah, they, that was unusable. <laughs> it's got an exit too. Harpsichord. I love it. Very actory. Uh, I forgot to uncheck it, so that one went right into the next one. That's yeah, it's very nice. And the the accent really helps the the sophistication of it. I mean, it's so sophisticated. And then this last one is um, is from uh, I guess is the thing he's saying when I do something good. I guess what does it say? Whenever you feel like you said something particularly was. <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> I thought I unchecked all of these, but I guess I didn't. Well, look, you check, you uncheck. The point is, we got to hear some great jingles. Thank you, Nacho. Um, and then Nacho sent something. He he harassed me because I'd I'd sort of been a little more disorganized than usual with the hails, and uh, he said, "Hey, there's one. There's there's several of them. No one's more disorganized than me right now. It's you should see. The engines aren't even playing. Here we go. Oh my gosh. Here we go. Um." This one, this one is also from Nacho. Um, the ultimate STTNC jingle. Lot of, lot of, lot of braggadocio mm. in today's hails. Um, okay, so here attach the TNC jung- jingle to surpass all TNC jingles. Well, you realize I'm fighting words, Nacho. Uh, it is the new hit by the one-hit band, <laughs> the Matt Myra Jingleettes. Two weeks in the making, um, and then he wants me to play it, and then he has more. Uh, Let's hear it. Okay, here we go. Matt has asked for yet another jingle. There's one thing that he must understand. If we add more music to this podcast, there will be no space in it to talk. And he needs a girlfriend who's the NBC. Should we watch next episode or not? <laughs> if you want to contact them, you'll have to listen till the end. It's been a season since the face group was mentioned at all. And that while we hear binging, they may well resort to singing. And this podcast will become a musical. And then while we see here binging, they may well resort to singing. And this podcast will become a musical all together. And then while we see here binging, they may well resort to singing. And this podcast will become a musical. So... Great. I mean, that was a <laughs> full on harmonizing. It was really Nacho outdid himself. Oh my gosh. It's it That was, is just jingle heaven right it was, there. It was like an anthem. That's not what even it was. that's the uh Don McLean's American Pie of this podcast. I that's I can't even dispute that. That is uh it is inspiring. Uh it's uh exciting. <laughs> um and it brought a tear to my eye. Um and this is what he says at the end. Um, I've actually accidentally opened up Final Draft, so I'm just going to finish my screenplay first, and then I'll read this. Uh, And then Andy kisses all the girls. (laughs) (laughs) Credits. And they're happy about it. (laughs) (laughs) This time they're happy. They don't go, what are you doing? (laughs) Uh, This is what Nacho says. They feel the way Andy does. (laughs) (laughs) They don't look at him like he's crazy. Um... There has been talk amongst the singers about it being perfect to close the podcast episodes as an ending credit song. We were only sending 
we're only sending as a gift for you to use uh, or not as you see fit. With love, the Matt Myra Jingalettes, who are, of course, uh, oh, it says at the end. Anyway, so it's Susan Hill, Lieutenant, uh, oh, I don't think it is Lieutenant. Anyway, Phoebe Phillips, Josh Monroe. <laughs> handing out uh, ranks. like uh, In the chorus, and Nacho Lopez, uh, composer and lead voice. I love it. That's the internet, man. All beautiful. All just mellifluous like working voices. Together. All. Uh, so wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Um, and uh, with that, let us. Oh, come on, bro. I call my soundboard, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, soundboard. <laughs> hey, bro. Uh, oh man, this is all wonky. My mouse is cra- cra- crazy. You gotta call your, gotta call your mouse, bro. My mouse is crazy. Call your mouse, bro. Bro, bro, <laughs> bro. What are you doing? I just opened Final Draft. What is happening? <laughs> My computer's should really we be working. We should, this is a sign, Matt. We should be collaborating on something right what now. We, we should do it, guys. We're sorry. We're stopping. We're not gonna finish this episode. <laughs> we're gonna finish Andy's screenplay. <laughs> All right, Andy, this is Redemption. Season five uh, is just around the corner. Fade in. Andy Secunda flies across the sky with a jetpack. Okay, I thought you might have had the power of life, or you're using like a Rocketeer-style jetpack. Okay. That's cooler. (laughs) He's pointing at the ground. People applaud as he flies over. (laughs) I mean, if you just want to turn this podcast into your spec script, I'm happy to participate seems like the only way i'll get one done (laughs) uh so this aired uh june 17th 1991 andy yeah what the hell was going on besides the fact that the number one tune in america was this one you mean rush rush by paul abdul sure do her tribute to the canadian supergroup no it wasn't could have been a lie could have been UK audiences, meanwhile, were listening to I Want to Sex You Up by Color Me Bad. By the way... Uh, Keanu Reeves is in this video? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> it's a pun, isn't it? What is Oh, Oh, literally? Oh, I'm like, literally, Keanu Reeves is in this video. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I'll put it over here so Andy can see it. Anyway, that was my... You think they messed around? I think Keanu's just too cool to be around, so... Yes, I read some Keanu news today that he like some, some there was some plane delay or something happened and he took all the passengers on like a tour of Edmonton with his bus. I'm getting probably all the facts in that story wrong, but he took a bunch of people on a on a tour in his bus who were just hanging out. All right, what else is happening, Andy? Keanu Reeves is cool. We know. Uh, UK answers listening. To I want to sex you up by Color Me Bad. David Edding's conclusion to the Malorian series, The Seeress of Kell, was a bestseller. Do you know that? No, I never even heard of that. And Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, stole the speaking top of spot. Malorians, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Do you know that ILM has built this 4K super res LCD? That they instead of using green screen, Andy, yeah, they are they have they use the LCD as the background oh, wow. because the camera can't tell the difference between the two, and the camera has points that are locked into it. So when the camera is shifting, the background will shift as though it was there. 
So they've so literally... they literally don't have to build sets anymore, and, and they no longer have to comp things. And you can see exactly what it's going to look like right then, yeah. so you know whether you got the shot. And what's what's more more hilarious is they've basically gone back to the past. They've gone back to the previous technology, except without the uh, like where they used to just show b- b- do uh, a roll the screen or something. Or yeah, do that. Yeah, like when people were in, in cars in the forties, do a rear projection. It's, yeah, it's rear, projection, rear projection exactly. But now it's projection. Now it's, it's like just the thing. So wow. I mean, the cost of doing things now is just going to be like dropping. Cracker Town. Uh, anyway, um, e- Robin and Prince of Thieves. Interesting. I didn't know that that ever had the top spot. Principal Therapy. Uh, Principal Therapy. Ooh, somebody's head is. <laughs> by the way, Matt and I are gonna. I'd, I'd by the way watch that show. Princi- principal Therapy. Of a principal who's also a therapist. <laughs> is he the principal of the school that teaches therapists? No, no, he's just a therapist. He's the primary. Prin- yeah, he's a principal. He's but the he's- primary one. Uh, anyway, uh, principal photography for Star Trek uh, Six: The Undiscovered Country was coming to a close. The final scene was filmed on the Enterprise A's bridge with the entire original cast, aside from George Takei. It was uh, the last time Shatner, Nimoy, and Kelly portrayed Kirk, Spock, and McCoy on screen together. Oh, wow, that's sad. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog is released on the Sega Genesis. It became the defining game for the console. Um, Sonic eventually became Sega's mascot. Uh, credit Mark Schultes. Uh, McDonald's introduced their breakfast burrito to various test markets. Um, Time magazine. The McDonald's breakfast burrito is like eating soggy garbage. Is it terrible? <laughs> it's not good. I've never had it. Anyway. I don't eat at McDonald's Andy, anymore. Andy would never poison his body with that kind of food. You see McDonald's all the time, but now I'm like, why am I going to go to McDonald's? I got Shake Shack. I got, uh, you know, you're not a fan of In-N-Out, right? Or you'll No, I don't care for In-N-Out. Yeah. I like Fat Burger. You know, I like them all. Uh, Time Magazine's cover featured a young woman holding onto a toddler sitting on her shoulders with the caption, The Gift of Life, Little Marissa, was born to provide life-saving bone marrow to her big sister, Anissa. That's it. Great. That was good news. I'm glad that uh, yeah, that one could have gone either way. Worked out for those babies. Yeah, guys, guys, guys. He's gonna have a baby soon. This guy's gonna have a baby soon. Oh, I was saying, guys, guys, guys. I gotta put my thing into do not disturb. Sure, Andy. The vote's open. We can finally vote with the WGA. Thank God. Oh, it's exciting. We're gonna support our union. We sure are, and that means we are not supporting agents. No. You hear what I'm saying, people? Finally. <laughs> we had to make our call. <laughs> we'll just do what the union says, guys. Come on. Uh, back to not inside baseball talk. We're talking about reunion. This was a... Uh, oh, fucking A on this stupid computer. I'm, I need to... You listen to this in the long term. In the, in the meanwhile... <laughs> Baseball. Oh my god. Or we could listen to the long one. Inside baseball with Matt, Andy, and Captain Cisco. <laughs> That's a great one. All right. Directed by Cliff Bowl, written by Ronald D. Moore. This is uh quite a quite a you know, Ron Moore uh got the sort of uh he became the Klingon guy, you know? He'd write those big Klingon episodes. Loved it. Uh, here it is, guys. God bless you, Ron Moore. 
We uh, never met him, right? Or you met him? You, I met you him. S- yeah. well, I mean, you saw him on the lot. Did you talk to him? I saw him on the lot. No, I. He's gone. But I talked to him at. Um, I can't believe he was Vegas right above convention. me, and I didn't say anything to him. At the at the Star Trek convention, STLV. You think he would like me, Matt? Yes, Andy. Everyone would like you. Who wouldn't like you? I don't know how to feel about you saying that. I'm all, I'm all flummoxed. <laughs> uh, in his role as Arbiter of Succession, Picard returns to the Klingon homeworld to oversee Gowron's installation uh, as the Emperor. The captain also urges Worf to confront Gowron over his family, discommendation en route. The Enterprise is intercepted by a Klingon vessel bearing Gowron, who informs Picard that a faction of the Empire led by the family of the dead Duras is mounting a rebellion against his throne. Picard refuses to get involved, though. He won't risk dragging the Federation into a Klingon civil war. In turn, Gowron refuses to restore Lieutenant uh, Worf's family honor, citing the need to shore up his own power. Worf's younger brother, Kern, wants to join the rebellion against Gowron, but the lieutenant persuades him not to do so. The family will back Gowron for now. The Den, the Doros bastard son, Tyrell, makes a surprise claim to the throne, backed by his powerful family, including the Doros sisters, but Picard, knowing full well their Romulan ties, rejects their claim to the throne as Worf again presses Gowron to restore his family name. Doros forces, uh, Doros forces ambush them. Only Kern's timely appearance saves them from defeat. Gowron is installed as a leader, restores Worf honor, Feeling of Tugger's heritage, uh, the lieutenant, lieutenant resigns his commission. Meanwhile, members of the Doros family meet with the Romulan backers, who include a woman who looks amazingly like Tasha Yar. Dot, dot, dot. Here uh, we go. Dot, dot, dot. What's happening, Captain Picard? Why don't you tell us? Captain's log, stardate 44995.3. We're en route to the Klingon homeworld, where I will participate <laughs> in the installation ceremony of Gauron, the next designated leader of the High Council. This visit should also provide an opportunity for one of my officers to correct a grave injustice. This tells me that the holodecks are sometimes very crowded, and so he has to just practice in his, uh, in his room. Maybe he prefers to practice in his room. To be next to his ball chair. Could be. Enter! Am I intruding? No, sir. My apologies, Captain. I can be back in no, uniform that and. Won't be necessary, Mr. Wolf. I'm not here as your captain. I'm here as the man who stood with you before the High Council. But that was also my captain. <laughs> I'm confused, sir. <laughs> Never mind. Just, uh, I, <laughs> point is, you're not on duty. It's highly expositional, by the way. Yes. I'm here as the man who, time. in that other episode, uh, did this. I'm here to remind everyone of what <laughs> happened previously. It was a long time ago. Many episodes. <laughs> if uh, we did one of those previously on things at the front of the podcast, uh, then I wouldn't have to, but... Uh... <laughs> People, did you call this show a podcast? Oh, God. I did. <laughs> oh, my I did God. just call it a podcast. Well... Lies must be <laughs> Matt, I see everything as a podcast. Sure. <laughs> I have grown weary of bearing this dishonor. Record to Picard. Go ahead, number one. We've been intercepted by the Klingon vessel Bortas. They just sent us a podcast. No escort was scheduled. Put a like in the comments. This is Galrod. <laughs> Leave a five-star review of my battle cruiser. The Bortas is standing by, sir. On screen. Gowron, 
This is an you know, if you support Gowron at the uh, $25 a month level, you become a member of the High Council. <laughs> Should we do that? Yes. No. In preventing a Klingon civil war. Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> this is hilarious. End of the sentence. The teaser. <laughs> also, it's also kind of like a bull- bullshit teaser blow because it's uh, it's like yeah again you're gonna prevent another civil war. You mean <laughs> to prevent another civil war? Okay, just a civil war one more time. This yeah. one's actually gonna be crazy. <laughs> the last one, I know it was. It didn't turn out to be much, but this one's going to be crazy. Buy my t-shirts. I'm Gowron. <laughs> uh, we now have Gowron impressions. All right. Is, is Bo pulling your hand off your arm? He's playing. They have many allies on the council. Duras died in disgrace. By Klingon tradition, his family should share that disgrace. Their corruption has poisoned the Empire. Honor. Will soon have no meaning. I like that uh, no Ronald D. Moore doesn't enough. dance around it. He's like, I want to address the thing that people are going to say. Like, how come his family didn't lose power? And he dresses it. <laughs> I got to write this to be Andy proof someday. I'm the least, of, the least of his nitpickers. Sisters of Duras. And they would claim the leadership of the council. Women may not serve on the council. Except for that time that in Star Trek VI, the daughter took over for the (laughs) Chancellor. But that was being filmed at the same time, so we probably weren't sure. (laughs) This is what I'm I'm talking about. I'm not the issue. (laughs) They have secured the loyalty of at least three fleet commanders. Three? I do not see what I can do to assist. You were first chosen as arbiter of succession because no Klingon could be trusted. Mm-hmm. You accepted this duty and you must see it through to the end. You must ensure my installation. That is beyond my purview. You will not support me. I will not step outside the traditional role of the Arbiter. And if they attempt to block my installation? Then I can only assure you that I will deal with any challenge according to Klingon law. I fear that will not be enough. Mr. Worf, would you escort our guest to the transporter room? Nope. He looks like you, so take him. <laughs> I feel like he would have... Uh, why Gowron didn't have armed guards, I don't understand. Here's another thing. The uh, the Klingon uh, uniforms don't seem like they've changed very much in uh, 80 years. Mm, tradition. Mm-hmm. Slash, we already made all these uniforms. <laughs> Got these uniforms that are just burning a hole in the storage unit. Hey, look, you see this giant warehouse full of Klingon uniforms? Uh-huh. And we're not making more. <laughs> but it's 80 years later, Chuck. I don't care. Oh. They're busy. Why don't we at least put a They're... red sash on them? Uh, I don't know about a red sash. What about like a silver sash? <laughs> All right, maybe. Have the Alpha send us their tactical reports. Aye, sir. 
Gura's family are preparing to move against Gauron. Backed by Romulans? I don't know. But there is too much history between the Duras and the Romulans to discount the possibility. I gotta tell you, I felt a little uncomfortable that they were having that talk on the bridge. That feels like that's a ready room conversation or a conference room conversation. Yeah, but then think about having to move the scene over to the right. Like if they just popped over right. for that information no, and then popped back. Yeah, it's a production issue. But what still. if he just leaned in closer and was, you know, it's, <laughs> number one, yeah, I, yeah. I, oh. they might be. You know, it's good that you brought that up. Right? Thanks. Do you think Data can hear us? I can, sir. Oh. <laughs> Where's Chief O'Brien? He's, they don't want to put him in that scene just so that Worf can kick him out. Dismissed. See? <laughs> Aye, sir. But wouldn't it have been nice? Because then O'Brien could have talked. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you. I must. I do not hear the words of traitors. Well, then how would you know I just talked? <laughs> That would have been great. Gotcha there. <laughs> Boom. Now I'm going to beam you into space. A traitor. <laughs> you admitted your guilt before the council. I accepted this commendation to protect the Empire. Protect it? How? It was Duras's father who betrayed our people to the Romulans at Kittimer, not mine. We've already said this four times this episode. Anyway, gotta give everyone information. It's a big episode. I like Gowron. Duras reaches out sure. from the grave. Much of the council is still loyal to his family. I must have the council's support to survive. I cannot expose their treachery. You chose to accept this disgrace for the good of the Empire. Now you must live with your decision like a Klingon. Well, there you go. I like the Klingon attackers, or I had one. I like it too. It's really cool. That's new for next gen, right? Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy it. I had an attack cruiser, Romulan warbird, and an Enterprise D hanging from my ceiling. Yeah, were they hanging you over you? They were just like fighting. Keep my eyes sharp. In perpetual battle. I practice at level fourteen. Ain't that life? Hmm. Guess I could come down to that level for a while. I love this. Begin program. This is the kind of thing I want to see with Guinan. She's a badass. It's a little cryptic. You know, I had a bet with we're the learning a little bit of their ever past. Became Lieutenant Commander. Not a good bet today. Not a good Sing bet today. I like it. Klingons do not laugh. Today is a bad day to oh. bet. Oh yes, they do. Absolutely, they I'm do. Really on fire, man. You don't. But I've heard Klingon belly laughs that curl your hair. This is also like a big canon, canony, like discussion. <laughs> it almost feels like two nerds arguing it over. Like I do not laugh. No Klingons do laugh. In this one, he laughed, and then Anozi laughed. You're the only one that laughed. I mean, look, even bro, your son laughs. Uh, going back to TOS, they laughed. It's true. Usually at Kirk's expense. It's very usually mocking laughter. Yeah, 
The Enterprise isn't garbage. It should be hauled away as garbage. Ha ha ha. Actually, and, yeah. and that's Scotty punches. I don't think he laughs at that point. He's just looking snide. What? I don't know. I know I don't really uh, care that much. I laugh because I do not feel like laughing. Other Klingons feel like laughing. What does that say about you? Perhaps it says that I do not feel like other Klingons. Program complete. Good game. The bartender Don't wins. Don't feel bad. I was doing this long before you were born. So how is he? Your son. He is having difficulty adjusting to life on Earth. Oh, I could see where it might be hard for the little guy. Living with humans, being Klingon, could be very confusing. It will not be easy for him. No, it won't. But at some point, he's going to want to know what it's like to really be a Klingon. Just as you're learning now. I wonder if this scene made Marina Sirtis mad. Because <laughs> it's essentially her job. Yeah, but it's done in a more Guinan-like way. Is Marina in this episode? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely done in a Guinan way, and it's a great scene. I really like it top to bottom, but... What do you, what do you think he's got here? A grape? A cherry tomato situation? What's he doing? What's he snacking on? Get in there closer. Yeah, it's weird. Carrots, possibly? Come. Uh, there's some grapes there. <laughs> Never really seen Captain. Picard eat real food until now. I request a leave of absence. Put down my grapes and say, of course. Thank you, sir. I'll go back to my grapes now. Mr. Wolf. Lieutenant. Uh, grape? Kapla. Hmm. I wonder what the appropriate response is to Kapla. Because Worf says nothing both times he says it. I know. Worf's probably embarrassed for him. Because he pronounced it. Saying so it wrong. <laughs> he thinks it means. He just said poopy. He thinks it means <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Uh, sir, I have to tell you, it does not mean that. <laughs> um, we okay. Really, is an awesome looking ship. A lot of Klingon stuff happening in this episode. I mean, it's just so much Klingon stuff. You know how I feel about Klingon. Stuff. I know. Do you not like this? Um, no. I mean, this is well done Klingon stuff. Then Sometimes Beto would have him killed, and if they don't, can I ask I you will. what? What do you think Guinan was saying? What was the point of that that conversation? Oh, it was uh, if you you have to try to get your family honor back because if you don't, your son will never truly be accepted by the other Klingons, and he's already not accepted on Earth. It's very hard for him. Oh, is that what the subtext was? Yeah, I didn't even read that. wasn't it? I don't know. Am I reading it wrong? I don't. Know. You're closer. <laughs> Am than I, I got. hearing it wrong? I, mean, I didn't even get that close. Help! Hello? Yes, Matt. Is this Ron Moore? Yes. Uh, uh, what did Guinan mean? Guinan uh, was being cryptic. Uh, <laughs> if you go back uh, to her, uh, she's hundreds of years old. She has hundreds of children. Does she? Is she's that established? A, she's a spider. Know. I know she's had she a lot does. of husbands. I know that. Doesn't she have hundreds of I children? Don't know, I think maybe. she mentioned that. That's what made me say that she's a spider. Oh, all right. Under her cloaks. You never know. You she could have a Darwin is yeah. weak. The family of Duras must never be allowed to rule the council. Tony Todd. Our leaders have failed us. 
They no longer deserve our loyalty. I like this. This. It is time to sweep away the old council. That he doesn't even want to support Gowron. He doesn't want to support anybody. Seems to be like he's uh, one of these uh, ne'er do wells who uh, doesn't like any authority. Anarchist. And put a new one in his place. He wants to be in control, right? How can this be done? Uh, Klingons, they all. I already have the support to four. Blah, 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 blah. I'm a Klingon. This is what I hear. You don't like it. See, I love this. I love all the details and the intrigue, and it all makes sense also. A lot of times the intrigue is just like, what? What are you talking about? And I feel like every move in this is really like clockwork. And I love that that Worf in this scene is like, he comes up with a better plan, which is we are going to support Garon, and we're going to get our family honor back. And he seems pretty pleased about it, too. As this is Worf being the badass he's supposed to be. Well, you know, Worf gets to be a Klingon. Yeah. Around other Klingons. Worf's, uh, Worf's sort of uh, disposition, um, his attitude, his sort of uh, skill set uh, seems to be best suited for uh, Klingon stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's really true. Can't dispute it. Have you reached a decision regarding the succession of power? Kajap Rudichjong. Lawak Yungia Klaus Kimha. That's nonsense. Gauron. Dajon. Dajon. Get this man, Dajon. Gauron. Some of really lame jokes today. You're somehow taking my role here. The that you completed the rank of succession. That was a test. You weren't supposed to say you have. Oh, no. Oh, Andy. Oh, no. Now I know your true feelings. I unwittingly insulted him. enemies have been destroyed. You stand alone. Do you wish to claim leadership of the This is, if you're wondering more inside baseball stuff, this is how networks tell uh, showrunners their pilots are getting picked up. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be great. I wish it. This this guy, by the way. Do we have no other half hours? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing? Is we have a reality show, possibly. I don't like this this high council member. I think he's not intimidating in any way. Because he's uh, the friendliest Santa you've ever seen in your life? Yeah, and he's got a almost English accent, and he's... I just don't dig it. Would you care to... I'm trying to find who it is. Tell us all? How you might deliver these lines? <laughs> that is a good question, my friend. I mean, it's like you're criticizing an actor here, uh, you know. And I think that uh, Ben Slack is doing the best job he could. Why don't we just uh, step into here? As Katal. Why don't we just step into here? Welcome to Andrew Secundas School for Specific Acting. Um, Matt, if you could just give me the line reading again. Uh. <laughs> well. I mean, I'll just let I'll let, I'll let our man do it. Here we go. Ready? That's not him. This is him. The murmuring's good, by the way. I mean, you want to go piece by piece? Yeah, yes. Garon, uh-huh. <laughs> son of Hamrel. 
And what was the last one? It's Hamratel, by the way. Hamratel. Oh the arbiter confirms that you have completed the rite of succession. The arbiter uh, confirms uh, that uh, that you have completed the rite of uh, succession. Cut. Uh, yes. Excuse me. Well, I'm done. You? <laughs> One take. Katal. Do you need a close-up on this? <laughs> Hi. Uh, yes. What's his name? Andy. Okay. Andy. Yes. Uh, what are you doing? I'm uh, putting. I'm giving you gold. Would you? Can the camera not contain this much gold? Is that what the problem is? Uh, is there a technical issue? I think issue? it might more be the sound department can't contain it. Uh-huh. Oh, I was too. Was I peaking? Uh, you were. Uh, let's just say uh, terrible. I was uh, terribly peaking. I understand. <laughs> uh, let's leave Andy Segunda School specific acting for the moment. Very good. Oh, wait, what happened? That was Andy Segunda School for specific acting. We'll challenge him. An arrogant child. <laughs> Who are you? I am Toral, son of Duras. Okay. Duras had no son. But he did, Garon. These two so, are the best. Lursa and Bator. <laughs> They're really funny, fun characters. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Is Andrew Secunda's take? <laughs> This is Wait. your doing. Andrew Secunda. <laughs> Lursa. We wish to address the council. I thought Klingons always fight it out. Wasn't it? Wouldn't if the guy's challenging, then it's like, all right, put him in the, put him in the ring. Well, I mean, first I got to figure out if he has a right to challenge. I see. So then it would be a situation where it's like, oh. You're like you know they say later that he, the, the genetic uh, testing has to be done, uh-huh. um, and uh, it turns out he was. I like that they wear red, you know, which seems to go away at some point. It's in Picard's hands now. Excellent. Everything is proceeding as scheduled. Why not just kill Picard? Fool! Do we want the Federation as our enemy? No. At least not yet. Great. But when the time is right, we will deal with the Federation. Who is it, Matt? Who who could it be? Picard. I don't know, Andy. Who is it if I couldn't there's no way I could tell she's in the darkness, but I saw it in the trailer. Would that have surprised you? Wouldn't have I do it. wonder if I would have known it was Tasha or not. I know. It seems like her and voice is we'll very never, distinct. We'll never get that fucking We'll never know. We'll never know, because I ruined it. Yeah. It would have been fun, but Matt ruined it. <laughs> or Andy. Put it on the uh, docket of things to make. Nacho. Ruin that many things. Which banner to follow. Yeah, it might be another thing. Well, Gauron is nearly out of options. Soon he will have no choice. I will return soon to the home world. We shall meet then. I didn't even put that. such great plotting. Frickin' Ron Moore. Because I forgot why. Uh, Dern was gone, and he was he was uh, going uh, trying to get all the the forces to back them, and then he comes in at the last minute like Han Solo. It was, uh, you know, look you so just, good. Sometimes you're just not paying attention, Andy. Why are you going to turn that you forgot? That's me. what you're saying. You're saying you forgot. I'm saying it's great plotting. This it is great plotting. Me. I forgot where he went. Yeah. Then the plotting can't be that great because if it was that important to you, you'd be like, 
I think I Where'd intuitively knew that he was off doing something for Worf. I just didn't remember what it was. <laughs> That's fun. You also require the original logs recorded during you. the Lieutenant. Everything we have on the Kittimer massacre. He's the Chekhov's gun of this episode. With our analysis of the communications between the Kittimer outpost and the Romulan ships. However, for a complete record, you will have to contact Starbase 24. Mr. Wolf. I wasn't finished talking. You canceled your leave? No, sir. Lieutenant, would you join me in my ready room? I mean, I feel like Data would have been like, I, I can't. We can't do this. Data would have known. It's an interesting question. I guess he has some programming that's like, eh, Worf is generally a reasonable Worf's, individual. Worf's usually a pretty good guy. <laughs> I guess he probably would have calculated that Worf is generally a hothead, so... <laughs> Eh, trusting someone uh, that looks like a pretty cool guy has never backfired on me before. So you're saying Lore. you're saying that Data wouldn't have known that that uh, Worf was still off duty. I'm saying he would have. He's he would third have in command. Yeah, right. He's the head of operations. Gotcha. <laughs> he would have noticed that the guy in the very tight security uniform was at the fucking tactical for some reason. Sure, Mr. Worf using our files on the Kittimer massacre as evidence against Duras' father. Yes, sir. Cool, right? an inherent conflict <laughs> of interest here. Sir, those Federation records will help me prove my father was falsely accused of treason. You are using your position as a Starfleet officer to affect political change on your planet. There could not be a worse compromise of our fundamental principles. Do not tie my... Yeah, I know, but like, they're Federation allies. So what are we really doing here, Picard? Oh, yeah. I must be able to prove my father's innocence. Those Federation records can do that. I wonder if Picard would have felt this strongly if he Mr. wasn't Wolf. the, whatever it's called. Arbiter of coolness. Yeah. That is cool. That is not. <laughs> what do you think, Livingston? Here I am lecturing you on a conflict of interest while I'm desperately trying to avoid one of my own. I have a friend visiting, and he wants to meet Beverly. <laughs> I think they're going to hit it off, but I feel all weird inside about it. So you see how this is like Gauron's ascension. <laughs> <laughs> Sir? Well, right. I've known her for a long time. But, you know, Beverly just had that thing with the trill. It's just, there's a lot of weird energy between us. It's never been established. Do you know we have tea often in my quarters in the morning? I mean, you get it, right? <laughs> Sir, I did not know that. <laughs> I wish to allow the Duras family to solidify their hold on the council. Do you think I cannot see for myself the implications for the Federation? Good Lord, Duras tried to have me killed. Remember that in that episode? <laughs> I didn't let him know. My very being as a Starfleet officer are at odds with my responsibility as arbiter of the Klingon High Council. We walk the same tightrope between two worlds, you and I. We must try our very best to keep those two worlds separate. We shall certainly fall. By the way, I'm just I feel like we've watched like six or seven episodes of this series so far where they were getting involved in other planets' civil wars. <laughs> I know. 
Uh, also, the thing that really that really hits me like it all makes sense for what you know is supposed to be happening. Like I get it, and Ron did a great job. Yeah, and I love the I love the performance of but the people before him did not do a great job st- of Stewart and uh, and I really love that they're presenting him as this. You know, I think it's the thing that you like best about him as a diplomat that he's he's always very sure handed in his opinions. I really like that. That as a leader, he's like I know what I think is right. And I'm going. I'm not going to freak out about it. I just that is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And whereas all the other admirals that are defending their position tend to be, he's not an admiral, I know, is, is always tend to be freaking out and being very ego driven. And Picard's just following what he what he thinks. But it's it seems like a much more. I guess he's kind of saying it's a it's a gray area here. But like he kind of knows as as Worf says later that they're probably in league with the Romulans. And if somebody was in league with the Nazis, you wouldn't be like, ah, I can't get involved. So why is he being pussyfooting around this? I, I feel like he just needs to, like, uh, contact Starfleet Command. And they'd be like, no, no, yeah, make sure that doesn't happen. Right. <laughs> we can't have the Romulans and the Klingons in the Beta Quadrant, like... I mean, there's no proof that the Romulans are involved yet. I have proof. He knows. All I have to do is show him the trailer for the next episode. <laughs> that is what somebody should have done. <laughs> Can't wait to hear why she's I a Romulan. the Kittima Massacre files available to anyone who wants them, to the High Council, to the Duras family, to you. Anyone. Thank you, sir. Mr. Wolf. This is as far as I will go. And I'm like sitting down, so the end. Also, great plotting that they set up this scene so that later when Picard fucking abandons Worf, which is such a huge, awesome plot twist that Worf has to figure it out on his own, uh, that, you know, we don't blame Picard. He's explained himself fully. Mm. Yes, number one. There's a message coming in for you from the surface. It's that friend that wants to meet Beverly. <laughs> oh, no. Get Mr. Wolf back in here. I need to kick this around a little Wait, more. It. Doesn't he say it's coded personal? Yeah, he does. Card. Yes, number one. There's a message coming in for you from the surface. It's coded personal. But I've Shut read it. <laughs> so, did you talk to Beverly about me? Johnny! <laughs> it's me, Teddy! Where's that hot redhead you've been talking about? Can't wait to get on that ship. <laughs> Beam me up. <laughs> yes. I, she's a dancer. Hot cha cha. Honestly, this feels like it's our worst episode. <laughs> it's really off the rails of stupidity. I apologize. For anyone looking for like an interesting breakdown of this episode, you're not getting it. <laughs> I take a lot of the burden of this blame myself. And unarmed. Nothing will be served by killing the arbiter before his decision. Nevertheless, a brave <laughs> act. So great. <laughs> okay. I want to see what the description, the Ron Moore description of that moment is. What a great duo, these two idiots. invitation was unexpected we should have extended it much sooner we don't want you to judge us by your experience with our brother Juris was a fool he deserved to die forget <laughs> him we have 
We do not wish to be your enemy. Um. Blah blah blah. <laughs> you love it. Andy loves it. See very clearly, Captain. You you hate all this. You're not in, you're not entertained by no, these two. No, I think it's all very eh, Larson Bator like. Eh. <laughs> eh. I just don't get it. It's watch so, Star Trek Generations, then you'll get it. It's so detailed, like the the mythology, the way that the Klingons interact. He like made everything make sense that was is, so sloppy uh, before. It's all it's all it all works. I don't have you know. Uh-huh. I don't have to like it to know it to know that it's good. You know what I mean? You, I don't know if I'm being clear. How do you sum up why you don't like this? I just I Klingon Klingons bore me. Uh huh. And um, as a result, I find that I tune out a lot mentally when I watch Klingon episodes. Um, there's also, I just, I, I'm all, I don't know. There's also I, so much of the fucking Kittimer Massacre and the uh, Doros's, and it's just like, it's just like, this is not with Worf going to Deep Space Nine and the Klingon stuff and that it's like it just feels never ending to me yeah the Klingon High Council's politics feel never ending because I get news for Andy it's never ending well it's a they're volatile people <laughs> that's what's great about it um, FYI uh, I think they had uh, her touching his leg much more interesting and appropriate for him to them sure her to kind of scratch on the top of his his dome really really nice detail was that cliff was that um was that gwyneth was that patrick who did it who decided that was the move i'd like to think that the lady did it we would be uh who was gwyneth walsh yeah, and I didn't do. She had no claim to fame, and neither did Barbara March. To well, now they do. So the next time you see them in something, Andy, this true. will be their claim to fame for you. But I will say this: this is another thing it says. Um, um, uh, your invitation was unexpected because they just gave him the tea. Bator moves a little closer to him. Her eyes and voice hint at pleasures other than tea. We should have expect extended it much sooner. She says. Really laying laying it in, honestly, laying it on. Thick. You should have played your school of acting jingle there because you acted that out for us. You're right. No, it's too late. You All can't right. you can't retroactively play it. You're so right, Matt. This council knows the law of heredity well. I really let my school down. <laughs> Jock, Pasha. How's attendance? It's dwindling. <laughs> I actually think we're in little segments on the show is not have not helped the school. It's strange. <laughs> Oh, did I inadvertently somehow mute this? I did. What a dumb dumb. Respect to the traditions and laws. I mean, I get it that you're saying it's just it seems repetitious, but to me, this is all new, and I think this is amazing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and different. I think and it's well they're done. Making, they're making good. It's a good episode. Sci-fi it's a great cliffhanger. They're making good, it's good sci-fi points. Why can't I say that it's good and also not enjoy it as much as you? I wonder if it's tied to the same thing that makes me love the space battle and you not care as much about the space. You love, love more the protocol. space battle. I love space battles. Really? I feel yeah. like you're, you lean more. Well, do you know what my favorite thing in this episode is? What? Everybody's standing at attention when Worf is leaving. 
Oh, so so wonderful. That's my favorite thing in the episode. That really caught me off guard. That kind of made me tear up a little bit, mm. even. <laughs> what if we never see Worf again? Uh, yeah. Andy, spoiler. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I knew that he was... He's in a lot. No, I knew he was going to no hang around. There's no basis for accepting... A- it just... You know what it was? It was that... <laughs> it was his co-workers showing how much they cared about him. <laughs> Andy really has changed. <laughs> Give Andy a little LSD and some ecstasy, and all of a sudden, he's a different guy. There's Klingon uh, Santa Claus over there. Shed no blood for his people, nor earned honor for himself. Well, that's One true. day, we perhaps, he shall, but not now. Duras is dead. His claim to the leadership died with him. Gauron shall lead the council. The arbiters rule. There are no more challenges. Does the Federation dictate Klingon destiny? Or do we? Follow me, and I will show you honor. Follow him. And you reject all Klingon law. You know, what I'm not clear on is why anyone is following Duras. <laughs> just to yeah. just, just to be different. Just I mean, to... also they were powerful before. Then Duras was killed, and now they're still powerful. They must have been very powerful. Sounds like they were very powerful. I mean, when you got Romulan money flowing in. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess that's it. There's probably a lot of payoffs and crap you happening. See what you are doing? Are you blind to what they represent? Then go. Your blood will paint the way to the future. That's pretty cool. And it'll be red or purple. Depends on what movie or TV show we're in. <laughs> What's the name of the kid? Do you know? Yeah. Uh, that is J.D. Cullum. Is Andy Secunda looking for a claim to fame? I sure am. <laughs> what do you want? Your forces are weak. He's the son of John Cullum from Northern Exposure. Family of Dur- Is the older guy that married That's weird that I can pull Northern Exposure's theme song out of my head. You must have been a fan. That was, that's up your alley. It's kind of Cheers-like. Uh... It's a good pilot, too. I have that pilot somewhere. Such a good pilot. Uh, There's certain shows where almost the whole series is, I mean, obviously, you have to get past the pilot, but it's like, oh, you know, as soon as you got that pilot, that thing's going to go. Well, it's a premise pilot, you know, right. which is hard to pull off. But, like, the, the conflict of this guy, this New York Jew trapped in this weirdo place is so compelling. And all the characters are interesting. Just a good pilot. David Chase. Oh, is it? Uh-huh. Oh, that's why it's good. Yep. (laughs) 
Play podcast talking about Star Trek, playing this song. <laughs> oh, I'm totally wrong. I'm sorry. It was Joshua Brand and Josh Falsey, of course. I, I apologize. I think David Chase was involved or ran it at some point. There was something like that. I know he ran into something where he was depressed or something. Andy, shit. why would you try to give David Chase more credit? He doesn't get his due. He gets enough credit. <laughs> he gets plenty of credit. Anyway, that was fun. Thanks for going down Northern Exposure Road with me. From one dishonored Klingon. I offer you four Klingon squadrons. Why would they follow you, a Starfleet officer? They are pledged to support my brother, Kern. Kern. Kern is your brother. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just said His so. True bloodlines were hidden to protect him. Yeah, he took over as showrunner, I think. He has opposed me in the past. I am the elder brother. So he, he sank Northern Exposure. <laughs> Seems like he it. Fucking tanked the show. That was such a. Look, I don't know the ins and the outs of it. Nebuchadnezzar I know he was very sad about it. going off to... I mean, that whole like pilot, uh, there's like six pages on the plane just to show you how neurotic and Jewish he is. is there, <laughs> as really? I yeah, say. It's not as good as I remember. But I know setup-wise, it's amazing. You know my price. The return of your honor. For the support of four squadrons. No, that will not be enough. The Doras family controls most of the fleet. We must have Federation help. They will not intervene. Perhaps not yet. But Starfleet Command will listen to Picard, and Picard listens to you. I can ask. Oh, actually, um, every time I suggest something, he says no, Mr. Worf. So maybe you want to ask somebody else? Uh... He seems to say yes to Riker a lot. Maybe you want to ask Riker? Oh, I know. Crusher. <laughs> he's in a whole he's in a whole emotional turmoil with her right now. It's I don't know if I you've ever seen it, Andy, but there's a fifteen minute long. Fifteen minutes long. I appreciate your advice and concern. This is not the time for rash actions. Captain. I have to go and I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll just go early. Sir. We can anticipate a violent response to our presence. Perhaps the doctor should wait here until we signal. I appreciate your concern. I think it's exaggerated. Doctor, the colony is completely lawless. Lieutenant Yar spoke of rape gangs. Mr. Wolf, <laughs> I can handle it myself. She's coming. The Arco's crewmen may need immediate medical attention. Rape gangs be damned. Please receive our guest. Captain. I must request permission to send another officer. May I know your reason? Because <laughs> I don't care. Because <laughs> I'm about to say no. Oh, Gowron, you don't know what's going to happen. All right. There we are. More Back to the show. What? My duty as a Starfleet officer. You come to me and demand the restoration of your family honor. And now... You hide behind human excuses. What are you all? Do you tremble and quake with fear at the approach of combat? So don't you talk your way out of a fight like a human. 
Or do you hear the cry of the warrior? Calling you to battle, calling to glory like a clinger. I mean, what timing for that attack to happen? So true, Matt. It's almost like Gowron could sense it was coming. Maybe he planned it. What? That's a good theory. <laughs> Doesn't count. It's begun. I mean, these are what? They're disruptors? Uh, don't they have torpedoes? Yeah, that is a good question. Also, when they he fires... He fires at one of the the Klingon warships. Why doesn't he fire at both when they drop their shields? Can't he? Because he's got to manually aim, and the guy can't manually aim two sets of disruptors. <laughs> can't program the ship to do it. <laughs> well, they can't. He can't. He has to manually do it. It's unlikely they will withstand another hit in that quarter. Their primary life support has failed, sir. Bortos has put out a general distress call. Real. Plot a course to take us safely away from the combat area. Half impulse. Captain, the Bortos is Gowron's ship. If he's the legitimate leader of the Empire, shouldn't we help him? If we go to the aid of the Bortos, we'll be dragging the Federation into a Klingon civil war. What about Worf? Or stopping it before it starts? Ensign. Mm. Engage. Messed up. I mean, look, if you're if you're catching Picard, you get you just got to do it. You got to leave the combat area. If you ever abandon me like that in a fight, I will. I'd never stop until I destroy you. I'm not getting in. It's like if I went to your house for Thanksgiving dinner uh-huh. or Passover, yeah. and the Secundas start battling. I'm going to sure. back away from the table because <laughs> well, I, I don't want to get in the middle of the Secunda <laughs> civil war. I know this isn't true because I know you would take the side of anyone who was yelling at me. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be fun. <laughs> Lock on target. No. What? Do you want to come to Passover, Matt? <laughs> oh, that's soon, huh? Uh-huh. It's usually around Easter. I can aim and fire disruptors yeah. manually when they drop their shields. Gross. Gross. No, no, I said it's gross. <laughs> this is a dumb idea. You could just say no like everybody else. It's the dumbest episode ever. Of our, our stuff. Yes, you say fuck? They're dropping their shields. <laughs> so that's a torpedo, isn't it? That, so was, a dis- he- that was a disruptor. Oh, that's a blast. Disruptor. A disruptor blast. Shoot two. Can't shoot two. I mean, look. Morph's just trying to make it by with one. Yeah. It's pretty cool, though. Second target. They were able to raise the shields in time. Minor damage only. Disruptors offline. All power to shields. Shields failing. Then I would just eject the warp core and and blow it up. It blow up both ships. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? It's a good day to die. They always say that. 
Why not today? Is today not a good? Maybe today's not a good day to die, Matt. I'm very busy today. What day is it? Oh no! Today's a terrible day to die. See, I told my wife I'd be home. <laughs> Can we do Thursday? Thursday's a good day to die. Incoming message. On viewer. This is Captain. Hey. We come to defend the Empire and to follow the banner of Gowron. You have done well, Captain Kern. Lurs and Betor have moved more quickly than I anticipated. We shall not underestimate them again. Meet us at the Great Hall. It'll be great. Get it? (laughs) We're going to follow Doras now. (laughs) That their delegation is welcome to attend. My installation as leader. Didn't that already happen? That was a that was a stutter step installation. He didn't get the coat. I'm very confused. He didn't get his coat yet. Oh, he doesn't until he gets his coat. Yeah, until he put gotcha. they put the cape on him. That's uh, he's just a guy. <laughs> running for seven seasons, the show briefly held the record for longest running American live action science fiction television series. <laughs> it was tied by its spinoffs, Deep Space Nine and Voyager. In 2002, the record was taken by. The X-Files, which ended after nine seasons. Ultimately, Stargate SG-1 took the record with ten seasons. Jesus! This was then surpassed by Smallville, which also ran for ten seasons. But the consistent, uh, con- consistent more record, more episodes of the record now is now held by Supernatural, which is currently standing at 14 seasons. Supernatural, I knew. I don't know next, how they keep... Uh, next season is their last season. They're finally wrapping it up after 15 years. I don't know how they generate that much story you don't know how they generate that many supernatural things <laughs> um but the i mean what if this ghost was angry <laughs> i'm listening what if this ghost was a little less angry <laughs> uh, you guys ever do a funny ghost <laughs> how about a ghost with a hat i don't even know if the show has ghosts <laughs> i don't either I hope it fits. I just eyeballed it. Do you need it, <laughs> you need it taken in a little bit? Now the loyalty of the so, council. This of this the is empire. so flattering on you. I won't let you leave without it. It's like isn't there like only like six houses there? Stabby. I return your family honor. We've been keeping it in this box. I give you back that which was wrongfully taken from I had it dry cleaned. <laughs> Let your name be... the worst. Boo, this podcast sucks. <laughs> Son of mob. Anyone who's like, yeah, I'll check that TNT thing out. <laughs> I like I this love, episode. I love this episode. Yeah. And then uh, they hear this... Uh, <laughs> Look, this is, this is, uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. The Treaty of Alliance. I now formally request your assistance in fighting these enemies of the Empire. These enemies are Klingon. By right and tradition, I am the sole leader. All who oppose me are traitors. I understand your position, but I'm sure you're aware that the Federation cannot interfere in what is, by definition, 
an internal Klingon affair. You arbitrated the right of succession. You are already involved. My duties in that regard are finished. Captain, we must intervene. The Duras family is corrupt and hungry for power with no sense of honor or loyalty. They represent a grave threat to the security of the Federation. Captain. You and I know that they have conspired with Romulans in the past. If they should be victors in this war, they would surely form a new Klingon-Romulan alliance. And that would represent a fundamental shift of power in this quadrant. Starfleet must support Gowron. It is in the interest of both the Federation and the Empire. I beg you, support us in our cause. Do they have a Gamma Quadrant or the Beta Quadrant? On the principle of Where's the Klingon homeworld of Kronos? Someone look it up. Thank you. Uphold that principle, whatever our personal feelings. I'm sorry. I must refuse your request. They're in the Alpha Quadrant. Hmm. Or are they in the Beta Quadrant? No, they're not in the... D-Space Nine's wormhole went to the Gamma Quadrant, right? It's 112 light years away from Earth. And then... Um, Voyager got lost in the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> Is there a Charlie Quadrant? Why does a G get to... Beta Quadrant. They're in the Beta Quadrant. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Good research. No problem. I'm afraid I must recall you to duty. The Enterprise will be leaving this sector immediately. Captain, I respectfully request that I be allowed to take an extended leave of absence. Mr. Wolf, your responsibilities as a Starfleet officer are incompatible with remaining on board a Klingon ship during a time of war. Captain, I order you to return to duty at once. Then I resign my commission as a Starfleet officer. There you go. No paperwork necessary. <laughs> you, I wait you aboard the board. I put house. it down here. <laughs> Do I put it somewhere else? Is it like a bin? <laughs> Do you want me to check it out somewhere? Does Rick Berman take it? Warps the storage container. Not very futuristic. It's very old timey. Love seeing Worf in the Klingon gear. It really changes his whole vibe. Worf is already a captain? <laughs> sure. Enter. Saving the Empire. Am I intruding? I'm no, just measuring this for my new tea room. Oh, you're not going to be using it. <laughs> Your tactical knowledge and experience will serve them well. I wonder if that's a subtle slam. Thank you, sir. Like your experience that you got from Starfleet's going to help these people Wolf, a lot. You're certain that this is the right decision?
I was rescued. I was, and then you said that. By humans. Raised and loved by human parents. I spent most of my life around humans. Fought beside them. But I was born Klingon. My heart is of that world. I do hear the cry of the warrior. It's like this. Do <laughs> you hear it? <laughs> yes. Being the only Klingon ever to serve in Starfleet gave you a singular distinction. But I felt that what was unique about you was your humanity. Is this not insulting Passion, to other generosity, alien species? Fairness. You took only to Spock. Qualities of humanity and made them part of you. The result was a man who I was proud to call one of my officers. I'll have your belongings transported to the boathouse. Okay, but like you, my pad charger's in there, so I need it. <laughs> I took three of the twelve pads on your desk. I just like the TNG era's track is finally staying at attention. Yeah, you never just on deck. Everybody's there. Every extra we've ever recognized from taking over every position on the bridge. It's the short-haired lady. It's the guy who looks in the camera. It's the <laughs> the attractive one. It's that, the occasional helmsman. It's the guy who gets electrocuted in engineering. <laughs> it's the sick bay lady. <laughs> <laughs> All here, all and of it's our friends. Deanna Troy. Does here she have a single line in this episode? Nor does Jordy. Crazy. I bet they did, but they got cut for time. It, my only, my That's only problem with this great, great scene yeah. is that I wish that these senior officers were also at attention. I guess they're his friends, but I agree with you. That's weird. Permission to leave the ship, sir. Permission granted. Plach. Okay, it does not mean what you think it means. <laughs> I'll explain later. Goodbye. Love that. Love that he just says goodbye. Love that Beverly's the only one crying. Well, Troy's a little, uh, and then uh, he's... Dismissing people who aren't seeing attention. <laughs> Crutcher's got her hands in her pockets. <laughs> Chief O'Brien, where were you? Couldn't be bothered. Couldn't be bothered to beam Worf off the ship. Me and Keiko are having a, a huge argument. Did I detect a little glisten of tear in Picard's eye? Mm. No. Just good acting. <laughs> Detected a little listen of good acting in his eye. Did Patrick Stewart just act good? <laughs> Picard has rejected Gowron's plea for help. <laughs> Pretty cool. The Enterprise has left orbit. Coward! He didn't have the courage to face us. The Federation. Celebrate a- later, Terrell. <gasps> I'm a blonde Romulan. Not to scout Jean Luc Picard yet. He is human. And humans have a way of showing up when you least expect them. 
Wink. That's about her. Oh, I can only imagine how I would have felt with that reveal. I know. <laughs> I really fucked it up. I'm sorry. No. I'm the one who apologizes. I'm sorry. Well, I don't know how to handle you apologizing. Well, Andy. I'm not disputing my feelings. Your feelings are your feelings. They are valid. Yeah, Jordy had no line in this. Let's make sure Troy had no line in the original draft. Troy also had no line in this. Very interesting. They usually throw him a bone. You know, they give him something to say. That's crazy. Even on even in early drafts, or I, I don't know. I don't I'm know what masking is that. You're not looking at a shooting draft. You're not looking at a interesting. Really but Guinan does interesting. Anyway, let's get to <laughs> it. In the vastness of space, when the going gets rough, you gave it your all. You showed the right stuff You managed to not blow the ship to smithereens That's why you're this week's MVC What's interesting is uh, Nothing happens? Well, the stuff that Worf does Because your instinct would be given to Worf, probably uh, Is not for the Enterprise I know, it's but not for the Klingon you Empire. Know, you know what it is. It's 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 uh, who was the most valuable crew member uh, to whatever ship we're most following. <laughs> also, he wasn't even a crew member when he does all that stuff. Look, I think he was to the Vorta. You know, the Vortas. So we're just saying most valuable crew member of some crew. <laughs> it's wishy washy. Doesn't make a ton of sense, but. You don't want to say, just to it. entertain this, you don't want to say it's Picard because Picard upholds the values of Starfleet the best in this episode? I have questions about the values of Starfleet in this episode. Actually, I agree with that, too. So I'll say Worf, too. Uh, so it and is, also, Worf took the hit. Yeah. He said, okay, fine. Then I'm, I, rather than... You know who upheld Starfleet? Compromise. Worf by leaving. Right. Yeah, rather than compromise the Starfleet prince. So he's truly the most valuable crew member. Oh, so true. It's just that he's no one better. So true. Uh, You're supposed to hit a button, Andy. I, I don't know what we were waiting for there. No, but you know what? Sometimes uh, I forget. We sit and watch, and then we hang and talk. But the podcast isn't over just yet. How many Andy's does this episode get? Cool. That sounds fun. <laughs> uh, I'd give this uh, eight Andy's. There's very little to argue about with this episode. It's interesting because you didn't really emotionally enjoy it that much, but you're still giving it a very high rating. I can detach emotion from quality. I thought that you... When I am looking at these episodes, I sort of mix emotion with quality. Mm -hmm. So sometimes Mm -hmm. the emotion pulls it down if I'm like, I wasn't entertained. This is also one of the few Klingon episodes that I will watch, you know. Um, I would give it an eight also. Whoa, I thought you'd like it more than me. I really did like a lot of it. Uh, Whoa, what uh, What doctor? Two points for you. Two points. Two Andes, I mean. Oh, from 10? You know, you're right. I am going to give it an 8.5, but I do. I think what holds it back from being higher than that is even though I think the storytelling is masterful in terms of plotting. It feels like it lacks just a tad 
of punch. I think it's it's very sure-handed all the way through. I feel like I talk a lot about momentum in this ep- in this in this television show, and it's weird because it's like thirty years old, and I'm complaining about the momentum. And given, you know, given what I'm grading it against, it's astonishing that it's as sure-handed and the the drama moves forward the way it does. But it feels like it's just shy. Andy, of let that. me just ask the following question: Go ahead. Do you currently watch any hour-long television programs that are made for commercialized television? Good question. No, I don't think so. Exactly. So your 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 curve of momentum is very different than these people who have to hit these act breaks. Yeah. You know, you're watching things for Netflix and HBO, which do have acts, but they're not, um, you know, as uh, regimented. In some ways, doesn't it help you to have to build to an act break to create momentum? I think it does for Star Trek, for sure. But I think that you're grading it against uh, unlike uh, creatures. But, you know, it's interesting... Uh, is a lot of these Netflix shows don't have like this show is so much better on par in terms of like I'll watch a Netflix show and it'll be interesting and it'll have superheroes it'll have some aspect that I really like and I will have that internal thing in well, my gut of just my, like come on I have a whole just problem get with to Netflix the next shows. thing I have a whole problem with Netflix shows my problem with Netflix shows is that they do they take an app they take an hour right. to do what would be accomplished in an act of a of a yeah, regularly structured television show. I don't know. That may be a little bit hyperbolic. No, I mean, well, I'm but, really, but I really, really what with... I'm thinking about is uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah, I only watched a few of those. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you in sentiment. It's all, it's all, it's a lot of padding. So much. It's like we don't have to edit. No. <laughs> anyway, that was our digression, and now it is time. Andy, to watch the trailer you watched last week. Do I even show it to you? Uh, sure, it'll be fun now. Right. It'll be interesting. Now it'll be interesting. Guys, you may remember this from last week. When I wasn't supposed to play it. <laughs> this is Redemption Part 2. Previously, on the trailer from last week... I'll put it there. The Klingon Empire faces extinction. I love the Klingon map painting. Celebrate! For tomorrow we all may die! Data must decide who will live and who will die. You don't give a damn about the people whose lives you're throwing Who's away. That We're guy? not just machine fire. And will Picard's past finally catch up with him? Tasha. Find out the chilling answers on like Seems like ch- that like data thing. Like how Chief O'Brien finally decided to show up. Yeah, well, thank, welcome back from Marisa. <laughs> um, it's weird that there's a huge B plot with uh, with Data in next week's episode. That's odd for part two. Um, you would think there would be all sort of part and parcel of this. I see. That's the thing. I don't think the audience cared what happened to the <laughs> right. Empire. So like, uh, let's show Data yelling. Yeah. Anyway. I'm really excited about Andy watching that because you know what, everybody? Season five, episode yeah. two. Yeah. Darmok. Oh, he that's finally the, gets to understand yeah. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. One of the one most off constant things in yeah. Star Trek In the face group. There's uh, your mention of the face group. Um in the face group they're constantly referring to it. Well, I mean, it's just the best way to 
Is that how? How do you rank that in terms of like? Is that one of the ones that's just like that is a great episode? Yes, really. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I think it. It probably what it, it must have won at least a Peabody or something. Like it's like so well done. Huh. Let me actually just tell you if it won anything. Okay. Uh, it won the Darmok Award. Interesting. Oh. They won the Darmok in Delo- in, just, at Tanagra? I'm just kidding. Uh, hang on. I'm reading. Is I this everybody else's talking. favorite? It's a lot of people's favorite episode. Can you talk while I Oh, sorry. Read? I really have a You're problem bad with at that. this. I really am terrible. <laughs> um, uh, I wish I had had my, uh, my, I'd saved my point. Um, but people are constantly talking about it, constantly referring to it. It's in lots of memes. It's interesting as we go through seeing all the memes of uh, the the Picard face slap and uh, and uh, you know um, what's his face Q dancing with the uh, mariachi outfit. <laughs> Andy described memes. And uh, <laughs> is right. this the kind of vamping you were looking for? Uh, you know what? It'll work. Andy, you're two episodes away from Emp- Ensign Row. Oh, wow. You're, you're, yeah, I'm you're, excited about You're it. fast approaching my personal favorite episode of the series. It's interesting I saw Ensign Row, but I didn't see the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> you must have somehow just known. <laughs> um, anyway, that's exciting. What's exciting your favorite? Coming. Or do you want to save? You want to save uh, relics. I don't even. I don't know anything about it. Well, you will eventually, when you watch it. Sure. It's very late in the season, I think. Okay. Um, are we going to go back into the United Federation? Of well, Planets we do. We have to thank all the people who are supporting us on Patreon. Ooh, sure. Cause and effect. First duty. Yeah. I mean, this is just some of what you have to look forward to, Andy. There's a lot of great, great episodes. And uh, Famke Janssen. Famke Janssen. What a season. I Borg, the next phase. Oh, the next phase I really like. Oh, God. And the inner light. Probably renowned as the greatest episode of TNG. The, I th- seem to remember you saying it was a terrible one. Am I correct about that? The inner light? No, no. I really like oh, the inner light. Okay. Is that what their four lights or their whatever it is? No. no. Uh, oh, maybe Relics. That, Relics. Here's a question. I'm sorry. Relics is in season six. That is is, there, that's on me. Is, is that the quote? There are four lights? Yeah, that's from Chain of Command Part 1 and 2. Is that a good episode? It's great. Oh, okay. Two-parter. Great. Ronnie Cox. Yeah. Guest stars on that one. From Beverly Hills Cop. Cop. <laughs> I think Ronnie Cox is from... Uh, yeah, from, well... Uh, yeah. Robocop. That's, that's, oh, yeah, that's he's also my, from that. Fair. That's my, that's my Ronnie Cox. All right, fair enough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to go back into the United Federation of Planets President's Circle for what we like to call here in the industry uh, a little thank you for supporting this very podcast. And in order to do that, I have to play a sound that I have closed out of our, the window. So instead of just silently asking Andy what was happening I will just type it in myself and then we will play that wonderful this is what happens door. when I don't amp for him it's, just, it's everything's terrible this is the worst episode we've ever done I apologize to everyone at home if you like this episode like we must have had worse episodes we have 
vision of plan is further and circle. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Time to say thank you. Hollow DJ, bring it. <laughs> the Hollow, Hollow DJ is really just kicking up the B-52s here. Nice. B-52s are great. So it's a big thank you to everybody supporting us this month. Uh, Iron Man 3. <laughs> Which, of course, is uh, Andy's favorite movie. Uh, <laughs> did we start right. or end with C.C. Sadler? C.C. Sadler, you get a second shout-out if we ended with you. And Luke Cummins, you do too. Good job. Uh, Tom Kelsall. Lieutenant Catherine Shimmons. Robin Larson. Rebecca Shavira. Shavira, right there. I'm sorry. Right there. She parenthetically... Pronounced How does the you? R become a D? Oh, you roll the R. Oh, can you you can you do that? Shavira. Ah, there you go. See, I couldn't do that. It's like Myra's Mira. Oh, that's all it is? Can you roll the R hard though? I don't you don't want to. You I don't can't, have to. I can't roll my R. She literally it's phonetically spelled it and you're questioning it. <laughs> I'm not questioning it. Rebecca, well, how does that happen? Shavira. Well, how does that how does that R become a D? Shavira. See, no, I'm, I'm turning it into... say it like this. Shavida. There you go. You wow. nailed it. You perfectly pronounced it. We should go to the Andy Skunda School of Acting and phonetically spell all the words. Just move along. That, that way, the people will pronounce things the way you'd like them to. <laughs> uh, Brett Euler. Darren Deshong. Uh, Michael. Lieutenant Ang- Angel <laughs> Rivera III. Wow. I'm really having a problem oh, today. Oh, I thought you were doing a bit. No, I wasn't. That's just me. Oh, boy. Lee Keenan. Andrew Witzel. Ryan Solo. Lieutenant Barry Wallace. It's Chris Leopold, everybody. And there over there, it's Lieutenant Commander Mike Mann. Wow. It's Shriekinar is also visiting. There's Lieutenant Brian Hellman. Oh, look, it's Richard Davis. Alex F. And look at this, Chris Nedgwitz. There's Lieutenant James Baker. William Temin. Jess Hendricks. Well, Jesse I, Hendricks. My apologies. There you go. Lauren Gleason. Brett Jarrett. Eric Mound. Lieutenant Stephen. Lieutenant Stephen Price. Lieutenant Timothy Cullen. <gasps> Who's Timothy Cullen? Wasn't that the kid that played the kid? <laughs> no. <laughs> what was his name? TJ Cullen? I think it was a U. Cute. C-U-L-L-U-N. Oh, well, a column. Oh, that's what it was. Cashmere Woods. Lieutenant Simon Harper. What a great name. Tony Lynn. Uh, Sky Wilson. Uh, it's Tim Siebel. Uh, there's Colin McKeon. Robert Denton. Jeff Kelso. And that is the March 2019 President Circle members. Thank you for supporting the podcast, guys. We continue to put out too many hours of content. Enjoy it. And don't forget, baby's coming. Podcasts might get infrequent, but hell or high water, we're going to get those Patreon episodes done. See you all, hopefully next week, for Redemption Part 2. The trailer for Andy makes sense. I don't know what's happening, Andy. Are you trying to beam us out? I was trying to. But, you know, all, so, well, this, all I mean, these people sense. dancing to the B-52s, I can't see the I mean, pad. O'Brien's off his off-duty anyway, clearly, in this episode. I don't know why he wasn't there. His friend was leaving. I don't know. They could, didn't give anybody else any lines. They probably didn't want to pay for him. <laughs> Disengage.
do you think that was how they saved money for the episode? They, they kicked like, them out. They just kicked all the regulars. They had to pay them. They oh, I'm sure they know. Yeah, they're they're prepaid, but uh, what? Well, it's kind of a sweet deal. Just Weird. show up for the one scene. Don't even say a line. I know we beamed out, but we're still talking about it. That's well, crazy. I think we beamed them out. Anyway, <laughs> listen to this. Follow Star Trek: The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month. has asked for yet another jingle there's one thing that he must understand if we add more music to this podcast there will be no space in it to talk and he needs a girlfriend who's the NBC should we watch next episode or not if you want to contact them, you'll have to listen till the end. It's been a season since the face group was mentioned at all. And then while we see their binging, they may well resort to singing. And this podcast will become a musical. And then while we see their binging, they may well resort to singing. And this podcast will become a musical. All together. And then while we see their binging. And this podcast will become a musical.